It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand, and this week for show number 166, for the week of February 23rd, 2017, we're taking you way back to those days of Disney live-action classics. That's right, think going around in your jaunting car, hanging out in the no-mobile, watching out for that darn cat, and maybe taking a trip with some boatniks. Yes, we have none other than Tom Lowell stopping in here at the show. Now, Tom has been part of a variety of those movies that I just named, from the no-mobile, that darn cat, as well as the boatniks, and the highly popular television series, Combat. And Tom's going to stop in and talk about all these films, working with Haley Mills, some great Walt Disney stories, fans, and so much more. In addition, no show would be complete without the D-Team, and this week we are really light on the D-Team. I don't know if it's the nice weather, if everyone decided to play hooky, but fear not, as we do have some team here for you, as Paige is bringing you that extra magic for your ears with the Magical Music Review. We have Dominic with this week's Disney Short Leash, and we have the latest from Disney Multimedia with Randy. In addition, we have tons of news hot off the D-Wire from the Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Attractions, Avatar, Animal Kingdom, the Disney Channel, Toys, Disney Cruise Line, Castaway Key, and so much more. So before I jump into this week's show and we kick things off here, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare, make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, character interactions, and more, they're going to hook you up and take care of you. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VG heads, with that said, it is time to jump into things here. It may be February, but it feels a little bit like summer. But let's officially jump into show number 166 for the week of February 23rd, 2017, by jumping along in our no-mobile and heading off to find that darn cat. Be right back, all VG heads. While the city sleeps, every night he creeps, just surveying his domain. He roams around like he owns a town. He's the king, he makes that plain. He knows every trick, he doesn't miss a lick. When it comes to keeping fat, some city slicker, no one is quicker than that darn cat. Every nook and cranny and garbage can he inspects so thoroughly. When he's on his rounds, nothing's out of bounds to his curiosity. He can smile and purr at a pretty her till she don't know where she's at. Nose like a geiger, oh, what a tiger is that darn cat. When the pickings lean, the 
And he makes a scene Where he knows he's got some pull This conniving feline Just makes a beeline To where the pot is full Oh, he's no beginner A scrounging dinner It's an art He's got down pat Smooth operator With the way with the waiter That darn cat Some city slicker And no one is quicker than That darn cat Nose like a geiger Oh, what a tiger is That darn cat Watch out! There he is! Oh! It's coming at Christmas time from Walt Disney. It's Walt Disney's hilarious new comedy motion picture, That Darn Cat. Yes, watch out when this cool cat, on his nightly neighborhood prowl, happens in on this hapless victim of a kidnapping, held captive by this bumbling pair of riotous rat finks. And be on the watch for a watch that's loaded with intrigue when that darn cat gets tagged with a timely SOS for help. Then watch out for the wildest when it's Haley Mills who gets the message. DC's wearing a wristwatch. When she collars that flabbergasted FBI man, Dean Jones. When she clobbers romance for Dorothy Provine. I want my duck! Then Haley goes underground to become a self-appointed super agent for the FBI. Touching off the giddiest game of gumshoe-a-go-go that ever bugged the trail of an undercover cat. That darn cat. Then stand by for action when she kibitzes with the chief of federal security. Kelso, I want you to set up a surveillance and tail this cat. Tail the cat? There he goes. What? Oh. It's a cataclysmic comedy riot. Hot on the track of the coolest undercover cat that ever foiled a kidnapping. Watch out for that darn cat. It's a cataclysmic comedy riot from Walt Disney. That cat. It's coming at Christmas time from Walt Disney. Hi there. Uh, this is Tom Lowell from That Darn Cat and the No Mobile. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Yes, sir. In me jaunting car, me jaunting car, jogging along in me jaunting car. I'm the handsomest sight by far, jogging along in me jaunting car. Oh, the seats are leather and face to face, the wheels go round at a merry pace. And given a horse that loves to race, I bet I could win the steeplechase. In me jaunting car, me jaunting car, jogging along in me jaunting car. I'm the handsomest sight by far, jogging along in me jaunting car. 
Oh, I went to Dublin, the sights to see, out of curiosity, as I gazed at Dublin, well, glory be, all of Dublin was gazing at me, and me, me jaunting car, me jaunting car, jogging along in me jaunting car, I'm the handsomest sight by far, jogging along in me jaunting car. I called on Jennifer Jane McGee to come along on a jaunt with me, traveling merrily near and far. She fell in love with me jaunting car. In me jaunting car, me jaunting car, jogging along in me jaunting car. I'm the handsomest sight by far, jogging along in me jaunting car. In me jaunting car, me jaunting car, jogging along in me jaunting car. I'm the handsomest sight by far, jogging along in me jaunting car. We're gonna prove that we treat them right. No more will they live in fear and fright, but down through the forest is sheer delight. In the gnomobile, the gnomobile, we're hunting for gnomes in the gnomobile. Sooner or later we feel that we'll find where they roam in the gnomobile. As we ride along through the countryside, we're keeping our peepers open wide, looking to find where she may hide the beautiful gnome for Jasper's bride. In the gnomobile, the gnomobile, we're hunting for gnomes in the gnomobile. Sooner or later we feel that we'll find where she is in the gnomobile. Oh, the gnomobile is a grand machine, the like of which I have never seen. But you're going too fast, you big Eugene. When I look where I'm going, that's where I'll be. In the gnomobile, the gnomobile, we're hunting for gnomes in the gnomobile. Sooner or later we feel that we'll find where they roam in the gnomobile. In the gnomobile, the gnomobile, we're hunting for gnomes in the gnomobile. Sooner or later we feel that we'll find where they roam in the gnomobile. I can guarantee a dozen grandchildren at your knee. And every one of them proud to claim a Rudy in me middle name. In the gnomobile, the gnomobile, we're rolling along in the gnomobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the gnomobile. In the gnomobile, the gnomobile, we're rolling along in the gnomobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the gnomobile. 
It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all VG heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 166 for the week of February 23rd, 2017, as we're gearing up to drive along in that no-mobile, look for that darn cat, and hang out with some boat nicks because we have Tom Lowell stopping in here at the show very shortly. Tom's going to stop in, chat with us, go down memory lane with these great Disney live-action classics. He has some great stories to tell, and he's going to share it with all of you D-heads. We also have the D-team stopping in, well, a skimmed-down D-team, but we have Paige, Dominic, and Randy all stopping in here this week, and tons of news hot off the D-wire. So before I jump into that news, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our fullest of past shows, the complete podcast archives, our latest news feed, our lifetime of Disney player, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Just search Disney On Demand. Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, if you just can't wait and you need the magic instantly in your ears, it's super easy because we know you can't wait. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio, search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, or Disney Blue, and you can subscribe right there and get the magic on your iPhone, your tablet, your Android, and listen to it on your commute to work, listen to it as a family. You just need that magic. You can subscribe and get it as soon as it gets released. And remember, you can find all these links and more, because I tend to talk really fast, at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I am going to jump into news hot off the D-wire here, and we have a lot of news here this week. The last couple weeks I've been pulling back, but we do have a lot of news, and let's jump into it right away with one that is a king of an announcement. And how about James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa in Disney's The Lion King, the live-action adaptation of the Disney animated classic. Now, everybody has to realize that we are in the midst of a Disney live-action remake era. Let's see how many animated films we can go through and make live-action adaptations of them. Now, although we already had a variety of them, including Cinderella, Maleficent, and Tarzan, there's a couple that have been done very well, including The Jungle Book. And I'm sure Beauty and the Beast is going to be huge as well, as that's getting released on March 17th, which is right around the corner. But after The Jungle Book has done so well and Beauty and the Beast looks to be so stratospheric, many people have a variety of open minds, especially with James Earl Jones reprising his role as Mufasa. Now, after Favreau confirmed in September last year that he'd be directing an all-new Lion King remake by uploading a photo of the original Disney film of Mufasa on a rock and captioning it, Excited for my next project? and he followed the same pattern with the castings. Now, Favreau confirmed that James Earl Jones would be returning to his most pivotal roles since Darth Vader as Mufasa. Now, they also have a variety of other people that are attached to this as well, including Donald Glover, who is going to be taking over the role of Simba. Now, I'm not sure where this is going to land. I'm sure that with the success of The Jungle Book and as well as the animation was done in there in the CGI, I can expect that The Lion King is going to do relatively well, but... Let's just say we have a great addition as James Earl Jones is going to stay being the iconic Mufasa. Now, moving right along here, let's stay with some entertainment and movie news. Why not? And how about Lucasfilm and Disney releasing its first cast photo of the Han Solo movie spinoff? 
Now, the first photo of the cast of the standalone Star Wars movie featuring Han Solo and Lando Calrissian has been released by Lucasfilm and Disney to give fans an early tease. Now, the untitled movie began shooting this last Monday, and it will explore a young Han Solo and Chewbacca's adventures before the events of Star Wars A New Hope, including their early encounters with that card-playing rogue from a galaxy far, far away, yes, Lando Calrissian. Now, the new photo features Alden Enrich, who will be taking over for Harrison Ford as Han Solo, along with Donald Glover playing Lando, Woody Harrelson, who is rumored to be playing Han Solo's mentor, as well as many others, including Yuna Suetamo taking over as Chewbacca. And you may remember, back in February of last year, we had Yuna Suetamo here on the show talking about what it was like to play Chewbacca alongside Peter Mayhew in The Force Awakens. If you do want to listen to that interview, definitely go back to our archives and check it out as he was talking about how honored he was to take over this role. Now, this is going to be a fantastic film. I am not sure where it's going to land going into these backstories and whatnot, but hopefully they do use some of the expanded universe stories as well. It's too early to tell, but I am excited for it because, come on, it's Star Wars, and I'm excited to have a new Star Wars film. Now, it also will be revealed that it will be in theaters on May 25th, 2018, just five months after the release of The Last Jedi on December 15th of this year. We can gear up, get ready, because Han, Chewie, and Lando are coming to the big screen. Now, moving aside from all of that, let's get into gadgets, let's get into gizmos, let's get into to the Disney parks. And how about Disney inventing a room that can wirelessly charge all of your gadgets? Now, when we think of wireless charging, we dream of powering our devices from a distance, like Wi-Fi, blanketing a room, things like that. But instead, there are all new methods that Disney Research has developed, a method capable of covering an average room with no wires and no accessories required. And... Yes, it is safe for humans to be in the room as well. Now, in a paper published on PLOS1, Disney researchers Matthew and Motion, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Allison described the method called volumetric wireless power for livable spaces. Now, it's exactly as what it sounds like. It's wireless charging for your room with 40 to 95% efficiency, depending on where you are in the room. Now, unfortunately, a room with this wireless power needs to be specifically outfitted to support the technology. Now, in a video demonstration, researchers built a freestanding room with aluminum panels covering the walls, floor, and ceiling. Now, in the middle sits a copper pipe, which carries electric currents through the panels that loop through the room at 1.3 million times per second. Now, all you have to do, in theory, is walk into the room, and as soon as you walk in, your device is charging. It's simple as that. It is that simple. Like, you don't have to say, want to charge my device, things like that. Just think about it. You come in after a long day, going to the parks. You're in, uh, say, Caribbean Beach Resort. You know, one of the moderate resorts. Why not? So you're going in there. You put in your device. You set it on the table. You're getting ready, getting freshened up to go to downtown Disney. Sorry, Disney Springs later that evening. And all of a sudden, your device is charged. That simple. Now, it might not be useful for your home, you know, because it is a big overhaul and things that you would have to add. But it is safe for adults. Disney is testing it, and it would be awesome to have this in a variety of rooms or, you know, even if you were at Disney and had specific places where, hey, you know, I'm just thinking marketing here. Go into one of the stores on Main Street, and while you're in that store, it charges your device. Pretty cool. Pretty neat. I'm excited to see where this one goes. Now, moving into the small screen, no, I'm not talking about television, I'm talking about the small, small, small screen, and how about YouTube, and how about Disney offering a rare look 
inside of Pixar Studios this last week. If anyone needed another reason to be watching Disney's YouTube channel, which always is full and it has a plethora of great videos to watch, they recently gave an entire internet behind the scenes tour of the Pixar Animation Studios. Now, digital sculpture for Pixar, Nick Patera, led the tour, which was in the style of choose your own adventure, fielding questions and talking about directions from the video's audience. Now, he gives us a look inside of Steve Jobs' building on the Pixar campus. Now, throughout the tour, we see a variety of Pixar character statues around the building, as well as custom decorated offices, the recording studios, as well as many other employees and more. Now, one of the cool things in the video that is pretty neat is the Pixar goodies that are only available to employees. Now, we all know that Disney can get some great, you know, I guess great clothing and products and things for their employees, but now you can get a Pixar track jacket and many other things. So, pretty cool, great. If you want to find out more about this, just watch the video for yourself. It's on the Disney official YouTube channel. And it's awesome. It's a great, great tour. Since we are talking about, I guess, fun things, future, 3D renderings, how about Disney acquiring the world's first 3D printed toy company, Makey Lab? Makey Lab, a UK-based toy company that made custom 3D printed dolls since 2012, has reportedly been acquired by Disney. Now, Makey Lab has a history with the U.S. entertainment giant in Disney, having been part of the Disney Accelerator startup program in 2015. Now, having raised significant funding for its 3D printed dolls as far back as 2012, formerly London-based Mackey Labs was always somewhat ahead of the curve when it came to creating desktop 3D printer explosions of 2014. I love 3D printers. They are fun to work with. Now, the craze for 3D printed toys and avatars in the gaming industry and many others made these famous toy brands just really want to embrace 3D printing. Now, with that being said, it appears that Makey Labs is now taking a step back from the unpredictability of the 3D printing industry, ceasing all current operations. Makey dolls are going to be happening as well in the future. Now, reports suggest that Disney is the one in question with what they are planning to do with this technology. Now, according to TechCrunch, Disney actually acquired Makey Labs technology and assets sometime last year. So the recent announcement closure of Makey Labs is something that is a little bit different to the mass public, but I guess if you were part of Makey Labs, you knew that it was already coming. Now, prior even to Disney's acquisition of them, the intellectual property, the UK startup had also been inducted into the 2015 Disney Accelerator startup scheme, along with all other nine promising ventures that included 3D favorite Open Bionics, a 3D printed prosthetics company, and Makey Labs. Now, it isn't clear, like I said, it's not stated anywhere in any of these press releases how Disney intends to use their technology. But... Just think about it. You could have a variety of 3D custom Disney dolls, as well as many other things. It's a great formula, great product. I am excited to see what Disney plans on rolling out because if, you know, if they took it over, they must have big plans for it. Now, getting away from technology, sitting in front of a computer, sitting in front of a TV screen or a movie screen, how about Walt Disney World is set to run the Disney Princess Half Marathon? Now, it's still a race with hardcore runners, even though it has Princess in the title, but in its ninth year, this weekend is going to mark Princess Half Marathon once again, coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, the 13.1-mile course will run through both the Magic Kingdom and Epcot and be part of three days of racing. That includes the Enchanted 10K on Saturday, Princess 5K on Friday, and the children's races on both Friday and Saturday. Now, runners often design a variety of costumes, as we all know in the Disney community, to resemble their favorite Disney characters. 
Within reason, though, as it still is a foot race and they do have to run. Now, along the path, Disney characters cheer them on, and many of them have thousands of runners to stop for a quick photo. Now, the 2016 races saw more than 37,000 participants. Now, as always, runners have to go through a health and fitness expo set up at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex that is always fun to attend as well. And that runs through today, Thursday, all the way through Sunday. Now, the event put on by Run Disney is the second of four events at the Walt Disney World Resort scheduled for 2017. Up next will be the Star Wars Half Marathon, The Dark Side, which is coming April 20th through the 23rd, and the Disney Wine and Dine Half Marathon, November 2nd through the 5th. Now, across the country, Disneyland has three half marathon weekends planned for the rest of 2017 and its own Star Wars-themed one in early 2018. And Disneyland Paris is also going to host a half marathon this year in September. So get your running shoes on. If you're already registered, good luck, everybody. But this weekend is the Princess Half Marathon at the Walt Disney World Resort. Now, let's get back into some computers and things that are cute and emojis. Come on, everybody loves emojis. And if you fancy yourself a great emoji design, you think you're good at designing them, if you're a, I guess you always sit there and you're doodling and trying to come up with something cool, and you're the ages between 18 and 24, yes, you want to enter this competition. Because Disney is offering a trip to its Disney Interactive Studio in Los Angeles to the designers of the five best Disney emojis. Now you just don't go designing willy-nilly though. The emoji needs to fit several parameters. It must be a Disney character, not an object, although this may be blurred by the characters that are objects, kind of like Lumiere, Cogsworth, things like that, but it can't be an object. It couldn't be Cinderella's castle, let's say. Now it must express one of five emotions. Happiness, sadness, fear, excitement, or confusion. And it mustn't be animated. So no animation at all, and it absolutely cannot be anything rude. Now, five grand prize winners will receive a trip and a 12-month subscription to the Adobe Creative Cloud. I love that product, says I work in them daily, as well as an additional 21st prize winners will receive just the subscription. But it is also going to be open to entrance, this is where it gets tricky, from America, Canada, the UK, France, Germany, Australia, and New Zealand. So this is going to be... A pretty tricky competition, and it's going to be pretty cutthroat, but it is pretty awesome. If you want to find out more about this, all you got to do is go to the Disney website, search Disney Emoji Contest, and enter right there. And remember, it is for ages 18 through 24. Now, pushing along here, how about heading off into some cruises? I think it's time to, you know, just dust off and get into some cruises and, uh, you know, hit up on the Disney dream. And how about Disney Cruise Line is now offering families a chance to see the world and explore magnificent new destinations with their all-new Summer of 2018 itinerary. Now, in Summer of 2018, Disney Cruise Line will set sail on all-new itineraries to all-new ports, including first-time visits to destinations in Italy and Ireland. Now, Disney Cruise Line takes guests on a grand tour of Europe and visits the Mediterranean, Northern Europe, Norway, and Iceland, plus adventures continuing to Alaska and the Caribbean and the Bahamas. Now, bookings are open to the public starting today on February 23rd, with more details to come on 2018 itineraries as the year progresses. Now, there are all new sailings coming from Rome and Barcelona, and for the first time, Disney Cruise Line guests can experience the rich culture of Barcelona and inspiring history of Rome by having it in a single cruise. Now, they're also going to have first-time visits to Milan, Italy, as well as the 10-night Mediterranean itinerary sailing from Barcelona 
all the way through Genoa, and they also are returning to Alaska as well. Now in 2018, the newly reimagined Disney Wonder is also going to return to Alaska for the summer season with all new great departures and nine night itineraries as well as many other things going through Vancouver, Canada, stopping in Genoa, and of course, going to Alaska. Now, the Disney Fantasy is going to embark on an 11-night Southern Caribbean itinerary, kicking off on June 30th of 2018. And let's not forget all new things happening at Castaway Key. Yes, Disney's private island in the Bahamas that's always top-rated destination. In 2018, the Disney Dream will sail a series of cruises that include two stops at Castaway Key, so guests can have twice the fun in the sun and even more on this private island. Now, if you want to find out more about this, it's really simple. Just go to DisneyCruiseLine.com or contact your local travel agent and get all of the information there as well. Now, getting back to the small screen, let's get into the Disney Channel. And how about Disney's The Lodge is beginning to film season two in Northern Ireland. Yes, Zodiac Kids Studios will once again produce the music-filled drama The Lodge, which became the highest-rated series debut on the Disney Channel in the UK last four years. And with the accompanying digital content, it already receives over 14 million views. Now, as they have released, we are thrilled to be back in Northern Ireland making Series 2, of course, that means Season 2 here, of The Lodge for Disney. Now, with a fabulous cast, terrific local crew, and more, we are excited to continue on with this children's drama, which is the first in a series of great television shows that are filled with music, action, and more. And The Lodge has debuted on the Disney Channel here in the U.S. just last year. Now, it is going to have a lot of the returning cast as well, including Sophie Sminnett, who plays the lead character Sky, Jade Alline, Thomas Doherty, Luke Newton, Jaden Rivera, and Joshua Sinclair Evans, and many others. Now, Disney's Lodge became the highest-rated series debut on Disney Channel UK in the last four years. So that means, I mean, everyone was waiting for this to kick off. Now, the show does have strong performances in such countries as Germany, Denmark, Sweden, and Norway. Now, it is getting, a, I guess, a little bit of a stronger steam here in the United States, but it is going huge in Disney Channel everywhere else. So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. I'm going to take a break here from news as we're going to jump in that no-mobile, have some fun, sing some tunes, and of course, look for that darn cat as we have Tom Lowell stopping in here very shortly. He's going to talk about a variety of different things, making these films, Walt Disney, and so much more as we're going to take that trip down memory lane with Tom Lowell. We also have the D-team. Yes, we have the magical music review with Paige. We have the latest in Disney short leash with Dominic. And of course, Randy stopping in with Disney's multimedia. Yes, it's a light crew here this week for the D-team, but fear not, it is still a fun romp. So before I release the reins here to the D-team, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency. They're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have from dining reservations, character interactions, and more. They are going to make it special and magical for you. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up with lanyards, autograph books, and so much more. Just mention that you heard about them here at the show, and they're going to take care of you. Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, I'm going to release the reins here to the D-team. I'm going to be back a little bit later because I think I might jump in since we do have a little bit of the team is a little bit gone playing hooky with the warm weather out there. I'm going to jump in and maybe do a little bit of This Week in Disney History or who knows what. 
but I'm also gearing up for Tom Lowell to be stopping in here as well. So take it away, team. Let's have some fun and let's press on. February 23rd, 2017. And just like I did last week for my other son's birthday, it is now my son Zachary's birthday, turning the big nine. So I'm going to release it with another birthday tune just for him. This year is our friend Donald Duck's 50th birthday. That's right. Oh. It sure is. Wow, 50 years. Gee, that's great. <laughs> oh, and we're so happy you are all here to help us celebrate. That's right. Huh? So please join us now as we sing happy birthday to Donald Duck. Yeah, oh, come oh, on. Yes, that's a good yes. idea. Let's do it. <laughs> are you ready? Happy birthday to Gentlemen, boys and girls, Donald Duck's 50th birthday parade.
Cooper and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt right down Grandfather, where do we start this gnome hunting? Well, I figured the most likely place would be a virgin forest. Now, I happen to know of a 50,000-acre patch of timber that's never been touched by... by Dudines. Is it very far? Oh, we can't make it tonight. We'll have to stop over somewhere. But we'll make it easy in the morning. Jasper, what happened to all the other gnomes? Well, I was uh, too little to remember much about it, but um, I've heard it said that they migrated, a lot of them. Well, what about all, all the fern seeds failing and the food getting scarce? Well, I heard that... I don't care what you hear, I'm telling you. I was there. It was the chopping down of the trees that made the gnomes disappear. I remember it like it was yesterday. Everything was so pleasant and peaceful. Everybody minding their own business. Then all of a sudden, timber! Trees started coming down, a falling, and a crashing like giants they came down. It was timber on the right, and timber on the left. And the gnomes are panicking and are running and are falling down and are bumping into each other. And I'm coming right behind them all the time. It was a big axes and slashing and a cutting and timber! I remember that. You don't remember nothing. You weren't no bigger than that. Hello, this is Haley Mills, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. Who let the dogs out? Hello everyone, this is Dominic and welcome to another edition of Disney's Short Leash. If you're new to this segment, a short leash isn't what they should have used to stop Scrappy-Doo from being so annoying. No, the short leash is a series of tips for people to get the most out of their Walt Disney World vacation when they are short on time or short on money. With any luck, you may be able to try some of these suggestions and quite possibly do as much, if not more, than someone vacationing with a greater amount of time or a larger budget. This week's tip is something I'd like to call the Resort Toe Dip. A couple of weeks ago I talked about being a resort hobo, and the idea was if you're on a short leash trip and you're going to open and close the parks every day, it might not be worth the expense to stay on property, especially if you're not even going to be awake to enjoy it. Instead, I recommend staying off property but using your arrival day to do a resort, boardwalk, monorail, Disney Springs tour, as a way to enjoy many of the shopping, dining, theming perks that the resorts in the surrounding areas have to offer without ever checking in. But maybe you want to take it a step further. Maybe you want to use the pool and not have to ninja your way over the gate. Maybe you want to make some early dining or early fast pass reservations. Maybe you want some free-ish parking. Maybe you always wanted to stay at that deluxe resort but found the cross too prohibitive. Well, fear not. With the resort toe dip, you may be able to get at least a taste of the good life and a touch of the on-property resort perks without costing too much extra. You see, unlike the park tickets, where the longer you stay, the less you pay, that isn't the case for the resorts. In fact, I just priced an overnight stay versus an 11-night stay, and the per-night resort rates went up in many cases for the longer visit. So, how can you get a taste of the park Disney Resort good life without sacrificing park time and your children's college ambitions? Well, that's where the resort toe dip comes in. The resort toe dip works best once your vacation is almost over and you're going to leave Orlando late that day. Let's say you're planning to spend three ticketed days in the park and you have a travel day on either end. On the day before your first ticketed day, arrive whenever you feel like it and be a Disney hobo, as described on this very segment two episodes ago. When convenient, check into an off-property hotel of your choice. Things I look for are between a 40 and 50% savings in the cost per night on a comparable on-property resort, 
free parking at the hotel, a free early buffet breakfast, and by early I mean at least an hour before the parks open, no oatmeal is going to keep me from rope drop, a place that is a maximum of a 10 minute drive from their parking lot to the transportation and ticket center, and most of all somewhere where I not have to worry about vermin, the feeling that I should be armed, or the possibility of accidental exposure to a communicable disease. Seriously, if I took a black light to the room and it looks like the film negatives of 101 Dalmatians, I'm out. Anyway, back to the resort toe dip. Enjoy your first and second ticketed day in the park, and on your third ticketed day, check out of the off-property hotel. Enjoy your final day at the parks, and then after you've had all the themed fun excitement you can handle, check in for the night on the on-property resort. If you still have some energy, take in the nightlife, and then wake up and do all the Disney-themed resort perks for the rest of your checkout day. And then when you've had your fill, head for home. We stumbled upon this little gem not on a short lease trip, but on a longer family extravaganza. We had planned to stay for nine days and stayed off property again to save some money. However, I accidentally booked a reservation at Cinderella's Royal Table for my travel day. So here I had this great reservation and no ticket. So we extended the trip by a day and instead of adding another day at the off-property resort we were staying at, we booked a single night at an on-property resort instead. It cost us about $60 more for this on-property hotel that night, and that doesn't seem like a deal breaker when thinking about an on or off-property stay. I mean, if the difference in price is only 60 bucks, why not stay there the whole time? Well, you have to remember that this was not a quick getaway. A $60 difference multiplied by 10 or 11 days, plus the loss of free breakfast for five people, and you're quickly talking about well over $1,000 in lost savings. However, now we created a one-night short-leash on-property adventure within our longer off-property vacation. That quote-unquote extra $60 got us early reservations for dining and fast passes, free, again in quotes, magic bands, free, once again in quotes, parking because we used resort transportation and extra magic hours. If you ignore the fact that this stuff is probably factored into the price you're paying anyway, this was a savings of roughly $120 in various perks. We even got to eat our included free breakfast at the off-property resort before we checked out of there and into the on-property resort. The following day, we didn't have park tickets, which gave us an opportunity we rarely have. We got to relax and calmly enjoy the resort, its pool, trails, and other amenities. Had we decided just to stay off-property for that final night, we would have just checked out and gone home. But now we created an extra resort day and got some on-property perks. In a roundabout way, we ended up saving $60 in the process. And that's the resort toe dip. Taking a Disney resort experience that could have been a money drain that we wouldn't even have had time to enjoy, flipping it and turning it into a savings that allowed us park people a chance to finally relax in Disney-themed splendor. That's Short Leash People. I hope you enjoyed the tip. I have been fastened with a new Diz Radio email, so I'd love to hear from you. Say hi, send some questions or suggestions, and even send your own short leash tip at Dominic. That's D-O-M-E-N-I-C at DizRadio.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. Make a wish. You're about to enter a world of dreams come true. Where elephants fly, teacups dance, and lifelong friends are made every day. The Magic Kingdom. Welcome to a world of fantasy with seven magical lands of timeless fun. Enter Tomorrowland, a world of the future that never was. 
rocket through the galaxy on Space Mountain, one of three Magic Kingdom mountains. Then take command of your own star cruiser on Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Across the park in Frontierland, plunge five slippery stories into Br'er Rabbit's Briar Patch on Splash Mountain. Then hang on for a runaway ride on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Anytime you feel like a hug from Mickey, head to the judge's tent in Mickey's Toontown Fair. He's there all day long. Skip over to Mickey's Toontown Fair, the whimsical land Mickey and the gang call home. Here, you'll come face to face with Mickey and your other Disney friends. Adventureland, soar to new heights of imagination on the all-new magic carpets of Aladdin. Right beside Liberty Square, 999 ghoulish ghosts await your visit in the Haunted Mansion. While in Fantasyland, children of all ages fly, ride, and gallop through classic Disney tales, including the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Magic Kingdom afternoons bring their own special enchantment during our 100 years of magic celebration as classic Disney stories come to life during our Share a Dream Come True parade. On special nights, the streets glisten with smiles and laughter as the incredible Spectro Magic Parade sparkles its way into your memories. Also on special nights, look high above Cinderella Castle for the dazzling display that is fantasy in the sky fireworks. The Magic Kingdom, where happily ever afters happen every day. Come on to the theater. Hi, diddly dee, an actor's life for me. A high silk hat and a silver cane, a watch of gold with a diamond chain. Hi, diddly day. A actor's life is gay. It's great to be a celebrity. An actor's life for me. Turn up the diddy dum, diddy up the dum da dum, diddy up the diddy dum da dum, rum diddy dum An actor's life for me. Hi, diddly dee. An actor's life for me. A wax mustache and a beaver coat, a pony cart and a billy goat. Hi, diddly dum. An actor's life is fun. You wear your hair on the pompadour. You ride around in a coach and four. You stop and buy out a candy store. An actor's life for me. Hi, diddly dee. An actor's life for me. Silk hat and a silver cane, a watch of gold with a diamond chain. I'm diddly day, an actor's life is gay. It's great to be a celebrity, an actor's life for me.
All right, LVD heads, so I am back, and I want to extend a very special thank you to the D-Team once again for stopping in, having some great signature segments, and we have more coming from the team later on in the show as well, so get ready for that. But I did say, because we were light on the team here this week, I was going to stop in and bring you something a little bit different. Since Nathan has been taking some time off here at the show, I thought I'd stop in and give you This Week in Disney History. So let's make it sound big and grand. Here, I'll even, I'll even add the big, deep echo. This week in Disney history. All right, all VD heads, let's jump right into it here. And this week in Disney history, there's a lot of great things that have happened throughout the Disney company. And kicking it off, 1940, yes, that sounds like a very specific date, because Disney's second animated feature, Pinocchio, which premiered early in February, is generally released in the United States. Now, moving forward into 1955, the third installment of a five-part Davy Crockett trilogy, Davy Crockett at the Alamo, aired on the Disneyland TV series. Now, everybody loves Davy Crockett. Come on, you can sing along, Davy. Yeah, I know you're finishing the words. And how many of us had a skunkin cap? Even if you weren't born in that era, you still went to Frontierland and probably bought one on one of your Disney trips. Now, pushing forward here, let's get into 1969. And how about Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day is nominated for an Academy Award. And you may think back all the way to 2010 when we had Bruce Reitherman here at the show, one of the voices of Christopher Robin in Winnie the Pooh, as well as the voice of Mowgli in The Jungle Book. And his father, Wolfgang Reitherman, directed many of these films as well. He was one of Walt Disney's go-to guys. So that happened in 1969. Now, getting into 1980, with a crossover from 1979, how about the 1979 Disney sci-fi feature The Black Hole is nominated for two Academy Awards for Best Cinematography and Best Effects for Visual Effects. Now, The Black Hole is an underrated Disney classic. It is awesome film. I loved it. And you may remember back in our archives as we had Tom McLaughlin here on the show, who you know directed, of course, one of the Friday the 13th films, but he also played Captain Star in the black hole so that was nominated for two academy awards now here's one going back to an, a question that aaron answered and i want to know a few weeks ago in 1982 this week beyond which mountain the tv movie slash pilot for a proposed television series aired on tv yes it was based on the 1975 disney live action film Escape to Witch Mountain, which starred Eddie Albert returning to play Jason O'Day. Now, Tracy Gold, who you may know from Growing Pains, as well as Andy Freeman, took over the roles of the kids in the original film. Now, this was a made-for-TV movie. They were hoping to make it a television series as well. And a little bit of fun fact here, Kirk Cameron also was in that film as they were looking for that boy in that initial pilot. Now, moving forward to 1985 here, how about Clarence Nash? Yes, as the voice of Donald Duck for over 50 years passed away at age 80 of leukemia in California back in 1985. He made Donald come to life. It was just memorable. And you may remember seeing him in a lot of those old black and white behind-the-scenes studios videos of him doing Donald Duck as well. 1986, good year. I was 10 years old, but here's one that I name a lot of my hard drives and a lot of things, of course. Wed Enterprises, which was first created in December of 1952 to oversee the design of Disneyland, was officially renamed Walt Disney Imagineering. Yes, in 1986, WDI was officially born out of Wed Enterprises. In 1987, TV's Wonderful World of Disney aired The Parent Trap 2, starring Haley Mills. Now, you may remember this one as Haley Mills was switching places again, this time as a grown woman, one of them with a daughter. 
1988 brought us NBC TV as it aired the musical special Totally Mini, which was hosted by Suzanne Somers, and it was the first time and the first film to feature Minnie Mouse, which was voiced by Russie Taylor in the lead role. Now in 1996, the ABC sitcom Roseanne debuted We're Going to Disney World. The Connor family decided to throw caution to the wind by spending Dan's last paycheck from the shop on a vacation to Disney World. Now, this was a special episode because you may remember 1996 brought us the 25th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom when they transformed the whole thing into a giant cake. Now, also in 1996, Disney Online officially launched Disney.com. Yes, Disney officially came to the internet in 1996 with Disney.com, a place where, as they put it, they could promote a wide range of Disney products all over the web. Now, Closing out here, just a little bit of things that I want to do here for history and fun things like that. How about 1928, the actor, writer, and comedian Paul Dooley was born in West Virginia. Now, Paul Dooley, who you may know, was also wimpy in the Popeye movie, which most people don't realize was Paramount and Disney together, as well as Sarge in Cars. He was also a past guest here at the show back in our archives he was born 1928, of course, the same year as Mickey Mouse, although Mickey Mouse wasn't this week. So all of you D-heads, with that out of the way, I thought I'd bring you a little bit of history, a little bit of fun. I may not have done it as well as Nathan would have, but I just wanted to bring you a little bit of tidbits and uh, a little bit of things to help you ponder and realize there's so much going on in the history of the Walt Disney Company. So with that, I'm going to take off here. Release the reins back off to the show, and when I come back, I'm going to have Tom Lowell from the Gnomobile, That Darn Cat, and the Boatniks stopping in here to chat with us about a lot of great things from his history, working on these films, special effects, his love of Haley Mills, and so much more. So let's take it away, and I'll be back really soon, all of you D-heads. I like cheat only like they make at home, or a healthy fish with the big backbone, I'm Abraham DeLacy. Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley, O'Malley the alley cat, I've got that wanderlust, gotta walk the scene, gotta kick up highway dust, feel the grass that's green, gotta strut them city streets, showing off my clad, yeah. Telling my friends of the social elite Or some cute cat I happen to meet That I'm Abraham DeLacy, Giuseppe Casey, Thomas O'Malley O'Malley the alley cat King of the highway, Prince of the boulevard, Duke of the avant-garde, the world is my backyard, so if you're going my way, that's the road you want to see, Calcutta to Rome, or home sweet home in Paris, Monofiki you all. got myself and this big old world when I sip that cup of life with my fingers curled 
I don't worry what road to take I don't have to think of that Whatever I take is the road I make It's the road of life Make no mistake for me Yeah, Abraham DeLacy Giuseppe Casey Thomas O'Malley O'Malley, the alley cat That's right, and I'm very proud of that. Yeah. This is Joel McCrary, uh, one of your favorites from Disney, from Kicking It to Princess Diaries to The Voice of Baloo. Oh, yeah, man, I'm gone, solid gone, on Disney On Demand. They came by land, by air, and by sea. The silliest set of seamen a sea person's oh, oh. ever to never get out of the harbor. Balboa, oh, the seagoing freeway. Sir, that's where the stolen jewels are. Stephanie Powers. Have you bumped into anybody or still any drinks yet? No. Robert Morse. But the evening's still young. Phil Silvers. Make him think we're sunk. Norman Fell. Aren't we? Looks like a small torpedo. And Don Amici. It's a salami. Whether it's the good guys or the bad guys, everyone is just trying to keep their heads above water. In Walt Disney's The Boatniks, another Disney Channel exclusive. Maybe the movie will be good. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we continue each and every week to bring you that magic from your lifetime of Disney's, many times those are ones that you grew up with, you passed on to your children and generations on generations. And with us here this week is somebody that's no stranger to any Disney film and television, movies, and so much more. You know him from such things as combat, as well as escape from the Planet of the Apes, that darn cat, the Gnomobile, the Boatniks, and so much more. We have none other than Tom Lowell here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, playing so many key roles in many great Disney live-action films that have been passed on to generations. The one question, though, that I really do love to start things off with is what led you down that road of acting so early on in life? Huh. Well, actually, it was probably my father. Uh, he was the uh, the chairman of the uh, speech and drama department at um, California State University, Sacramento. And um, I just kind of got into the acting thing when I was a... Uh, junior in high school and um, figured I'd let it carry me where it could and um, so I went to uh, uh, University of Southern California as a theater major and uh, an agent saw me in a play there and decided I had some modicum of talent and um, uh, signed me and it kind of went from there. Well, you know, and with that, like you said, it continued on, you know, to be a fruitful career. I mean, continuing on for so many different uh, movies and uh, television roles and so many things that people have passed on to generations. Now, of course, with our Disney fans out there, you know, kicking off with so many different great Disney classics that you've been part of. But let's just jump right into That Darn Cat, the 1965 film that was fun. It was, you know, just a lot of great hilarious parts in that film. It was that true essence and simple time of Disney comedy. Uh, what was it like being part of this film and looking back all these years later even and uh, seeing a young young self there on screen? Well, uh, 
I still look back and keep and and say, yeah, oh my God, is that really me? Um, it's it's been you know fifty, sixty years now. So um, I was I was thrilled to get the opportunity. I was uh, I, I my my first exposure to Disney was um, uh, an episode of the Wonderful World of Color called Kilroy. And uh, from from that episode, um, they decided to sign me to a, um, a contract, and um, I, um, I was thrilled to be there, uh, especially with all the other people in that cast. And then uh, to meet Walt Disney himself was just an incredible thrill. Um, I, I I still remember that the very first movie I ever saw as a child was Song of the South, and uh, so I was a huge Disney fan from. The, the get-go, but I, I loved Darn Cat. I loved uh, all the people in it. Uh, <clears throat> I had a, a wonderful relationship with Haley Mills. She was a terrific. Uh, as a matter of fact, I told her early on, I said, you know, I fell in love with you when I was going to college at USC because I saw her in a movie called Tiger Bay and said, I'm going to marry that girl. Well, unfortunately, I didn't get around to it, so... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was it was it was great it was great fun and I had a, had a wonderful time on that show. Well, you know, like you said, though, you know, it's one of those where it does bring back fond memories. And of course, one that I really love that I've passed on to my kids is the 1967 classic, The Gnome Mobile, where you play Jasper. Uh, you know, great little gnome role there. I guess with that and this fun, wacky kind of film, what was your first take when they approached you saying, hey, we want you to do this film. You're going to play a gnome. And, you know, that was early days of practical effects to make you guys uh, shrinking to size. And what was it like being on that set? Was it just as fun as it seemed watching the film? It it was indeed. Uh, actually, it was uh, one of the first um, uh, processes uh, to uh, to be used in Hollywood. Uh, now everybody's got the the green screen where you can do all sorts of magical things on video. But this was back in the day of using what they call the sodium vapor screen. Uh, it was a big yellow gigantic screen that took up one end of uh, of an entire soundstage, um, and the camera. I don't know if I can get too technical or if I even remember everything about it, but it, as I remember, it was actually one camera on top of another, one photographed it as it actually was um, in in color against the sodium vapor screen, and the other one uh, photographed you in silhouette so that they, in the lab, they placed one image over the other, and they could use that as uh, 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 and drop in any background that they wanted to. Uh, but it was fun, obviously, working on the, the gigantic sets that they had built for us. Uh, I mean, the, the big giant basket where Jasper, Jasper has to try and get out of it. And then um, the, the huge chair that uh, uh, Walter and I sat in uh, was, was literally gigantic. We had to take a ladder to get up to it. Um, but it was, it was quite an adventure. But it was all done on the soundstage, all except for the chase sequence, which was done on the back lot. The soap bubbles and all that. <laughs> well, and working with these oversized props, uh, I guess, you know, you said it was fun, but I, I guess when you go into screen, you know, you go into the studio and you're looking at this and you're like, this is a giant basket. I mean, at some point where you just like, I am doing this for a living and I am jumping inside of a giant basket. <laughs> yes, but at the same time, it was, uh, I mean, you're there at Disney Studios. What else could you ask for? It was just magic time. So. I enjoyed every single moment. 
<laughs> well, working on this film, too, because it is such a great film. It's, you know, one of those lost gems, I feel, sometimes with live-action Disney films. Was there any one role, uh, I guess not one role, but one scene that was your absolute favorite to film, you know, whether that's all the gnome girls chasing you around or who knows what? Well, that one, um, also the, uh, the, the, the thing where I was escaping and... Um... Um, I've, I've forgotten the actor's name that uh, that that played uh, the 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 evil guy who was trying to capture me. Uh, but the the scene in which I was trying to escape through the window and they kept dragging me back with a uh, on a fishing line and stuff like that. Much of that was done with a stuntman, um, but uh, especially the coming through the window. But uh, the the close-ups were pretty funny. Um, just dragging me across the floor and then. As I jumped up on the the mantelpiece with the big gun and stuff like that, it was just you know really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, with this kind of film too, because it does have this longing uh, legacy, you know, for people passing it on and whatnot. Um, you know, with great tunes by the Sherman Brothers and things like that. Now, did you ever find yourself flipping through the channels and stopping and watching it, or are you one of those actors where you're like, all right, I'm moving on, on to the next? Well, I, I frankly haven't seen it too much. Um, my um uh, my grandkids have uh, have seen it all now they uh, they have bought copies of it dvds uh, of it and have watched it and say oh well there's grandpa <laughs> but um <laughs> I, I i frankly haven't seen it too much on on the air and uh i certainly haven't seen too many residuals from it uh, recently but uh, i know it's around because i i, I just i did, uh, this past christmas i just did a uh, a play uh, in which uh, I, I did the, the Christmas Carol, in which I played Scrooge, um, typecasting, some of my kids said. Um, but uh, uh, in that, one of the other fellows in it realized that I was in the Nomobile, which he said was his favorite movie growing up. So uh, it was just it was just a lot of fun uh, reminiscing about it with him. Well, definitely, you know, like you said, you know, you haven't seen it too much around, I guess, unless, you know, it is something you're passing on. That brings you back to, you know, you were just more worried about working on trying to get Haley Mills as your wife uh, playing the befuddled surfer, right? <laughs> yes. Now, I guess with that, you know, with Disney, of course, special effects, working with cats, so many different things. Uh, that's going to bring me to, of course, the Boatniks and being part of that film because you just kept doing a lot of different work with the Disney company. And that was, you know, after Walt had passed on and whatnot. Was it a different vibe, I guess, on set and different feeling knowing that he wasn't overseeing these films? Or was it just as fun to work on the Boatniks? Well, it was just as fun, but it it, it did have a slightly different uh, aura about it uh, with him not being present um yet at, at that time the studio hadn't changed hands so uh ron miller was still uh the head of production um and uh and and the the people that were working uh under walt before that were still in power so there there wasn't a, a great deal of change uh that came uh, a, a few years later when um uh when the the uh, folks from Paramount moved in and took took over the studio but uh, the it was it was just different for him not being there i still remember the first day of shooting on darn cat in which we were all sitting around in a circle and and uh, walt came in and uh, and he he refused to let anybody call him mr disney uh now at the time i think i was like 20 21 years old something like that and so I was just in awe of the man, and I tried to call him Disney, Mr. Disney, and he said, uh-uh, it's got to be Walt. So 
I said, okay. Um, but he had just come back from his uh, from the opening of Mary Poppins back at the Radio City Music Hall in New York. And um, he said, <laughs> uh, I thought it was a kind of an odd uh, statement. We were all sitting around uh, greeting each other on the first day of shooting. And uh, Walt, as I said, had just gotten back from New York. And he said, we, we asked him, well, how did the, how did the premiere go? And he said, oh, it was wonderful, very well received, except all those darn kids running up and down the aisle. <laughs> and I kept thinking, but but Walt, that's your audience. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the kind of thing where, you know, it is a memorable, I guess, little thing where that is his audience. And, of course, saying that to you guys just makes it funny, especially because you're sitting there making a movie with cats and jewel thieves and whatnot, and you're hitting that same kind of target demographic once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, but he always he always was so successful, you know, all the way from from Treasure Island on up to uh, to making films of putting putting kids in jeopardy. And uh, that was part of his, his success uh, was uh, was the, the, the Disney formula. And it was just incredibly successful. Well, you know, and with that success, too, like you said, he had that Disney formula, things to make it work. And, of course, with that was also, you know, the Sherman Brothers always writing uh, their tunes for the movies, like That Darn Cat, The No Mobile, and whatnot. Um, are you a big fan of the Disney music in all their movies as well? Oh, yes, absolutely. I I, I love the stuff they wrote for Mary Poppins and, and everything else that they've done, Darn Cat and and uh, No Mobile, yes, they're terrific people. Now, stepping aside from Disney, getting a little bit grittier, you were also part of Combat, the television series that ran on ABC from 1962 to 67. What was it like being part of something that's a little more gritty, a little more, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, de definitely not Disney? What was it like being part of this war kind of television series? Well, it was, uh, it, it, Combat was like a family, Um uh, First of all, that's the combat was the thing that led me into Disney. Uh, they had seen me on combat and and um, uh, felt that I uh, fit into their their image of uh, uh, you know clean cut young kid. Um, I um, I was on combat for the first three years of the show and uh, before right before I got the Disney contract. But combat was combat was like a family. Normally, when you go into a a uh, guest star role on a TV series, or you do a movie for six, eight, twelve weeks, and that becomes your family for a while. But uh, but this family kind of stuck together. We uh, we all uh, kept in contact with each other uh, through the years, and unfortunately, there's only about three of us left from from the original cast. Um, and uh, but it it was it was really great uh, going to work every day with those guys and and uh, it, it really was kind of like being in the army because there, there was there were no females except guest stars occasionally it was all guys even the crew was all guys so <laughs> it was it was a very <laughs> unique situation but uh, but uh, as I say it 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 was those were my brothers for for years. <laughs> well, you know, and it goes back to, you know, you got the brothers in arms in real combat. And of course, now you guys were the brothers as well in, in the show combat. Now, that has such a huge fan following as well. Um, you know, did you ever get your chance to, uh, you know, do you ever go out and people are just like, I loved that show. I, I, you know, that was a show that I grew up with, you know, whether that was, you know, 10, even 20 years ago, did were people still approaching you remembering this this show? Yes. Um, I, I still get fan mail from, from people all over the world, uh, uh, for, for combat. Um, I, I've, I've gone to several conventions, um, Twilight Zone conventions and, uh, and other, 
uh, the conventions uh, to to meet fans, and uh, they love the uh, the concept of. Uh, uh, the show that we did before, and uh, it's very nice to hear from people that <laughs> still remember the show and and uh, who you were in the show and stuff like that. Well, and like you said, you know, a lot of people, you have a lot of fans out there, whether that's from your Disney work, like the Gnomobile, That Darn Cat, or Combat, and of course you were on a variety of different things, like the Twilight Zone and Alfred Hitchcock and whatnot. You know, what is it like coming in and going on, you know, these TV series where you're there for one or two episodes and whatnot? Um, are people usually pretty open and warm to, hey, this is our guest star this week, or does it seem like, all right, I have to get in here, i got to figure this out, and it's a huge learning curve? No, no, no. You're 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 usually very well received by people, um, uh, and and yet you know that you you're you're a guest in their house, <laughs> and uh, and 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 it's it's their family that you're coming to visit for a week, whether whether you know whatever whatever the show happens to be, and generally a, a show like um, uh, say Twilight Zone, which was an anthology series. Uh, is is a little bit different because the crew and the cast and everything changes week to week, as opposed to something like Family Affair or the Lucy Show or one of those shows which has a continuing cast and you're just coming in for one, two, or three episodes. Uh, it's it's a little different. But I I never encountered uh, any any group of people that were that were to hostile to you just because you were a guest star on that on that particular <laughs> episode. Um, I think the most fun for for an actor is always playing a bad guy, uh, and, which I did on a couple of Gunsmokes, and uh, that's always fun, you know. <laughs> but uh, you um assimilated into their family for that week that you're there, and it's just great fun. Well, you know, and like you said, it's you know you get in there, you've been part of so many different things, and like you said, you hit up a lot of different uh, you know fan festivals and autograph signings, and that. Have you ever encountered that one over-the-top fan that remembered one thing you were in, and you're like, "Wow, I've really touched this person's life," or they are just a really huge fan? Uh, yeah, a few a few people like that. Um, we um, there were uh, several years back. There was a a celebrity cruise that was a combat cruise, and uh, we've kept in in touch with uh, with. Several of those fans uh, from that time, and that was like 19, oh, I want to say early 90s, someplace like that. And I still get Christmas cards from from those folks. Uh, it was really, it was really wonderful. Now, I guess you know we we don't want to keep you too long because we know you have a lot of different things as well going on in your day and whatnot. But looking back at many of the things that you've been part of, whether that was Combat, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Twilight Zone, as well as all the Disney things, is there any one show or one moment or one television series or movie where you know just that one moment something happened where you're like that is going to make it into my memoirs one day? I'm never going to forget it. Well, I can't think of any any specific instance. I, I I think the most memorable things for me uh, at at this age, you know, some fifty sixty years later, is uh, is that darn cat, and um, and the combat series, um, only because of the camaraderie and the, uh, the 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 friendships that I struck with uh, with with those folks, and. Uh, and have continued. I I lost track of Haley uh, several years ago, but I know that she's been uh, touring and doing stuff. And and uh, um, Dean Jones uh, passed away a few years ago, um, but and Roddy did too. Roddy McDowell. Um, but then uh, <clears throat> all my friends on on combat, as I said, have passed too. But it's uh, the, the, those two are, are are the the ones that 
stick in my mind the most um, from a professional point of view as well as a personal point of view. Well, you know, with that, I guess in closing here and whatnot, for all of your fans out there, fans of that darn cat or combat, no mobile, uh, you name it, everything you've been part of, is there any final words you'd like to leave out there for fans of Tom and all the work you've done where you've played a part in their role in their lives, just like myself, where I pass these great films and gems onto my children? <laughs> well, I, I don't have any words of wisdom other, other than to thank everybody for uh, remembering uh, who I was. It's it, uh, at this stage of my life. It seems like another uh, another world, <laughs> uh, far off, long long ago. And uh, but I I do appreciate uh, uh, the remembrances, uh, especially when people send me stuff. And um, I I enjoyed every minute of it. That's all I can say. Well, it was our pleasure having you stop in, t- uh, t- uh, Tom. Chat with us. Take this trip down memory lane, and just you know, thanks for all the memories and the magic, and uh, you know, all these great gems that we've been able to pass on, and they will live down in uh, cinema and television history as well. So, thanks once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and thanks for the memories. Well, thank you very much. My pleasure. When this snooping Siamese stumbles onto a crime, it's job for the FBI. The FBI. You want us to follow a cat? That's you, sir. One, two, three. Since you're bleeding. No, it's nothing. Probably just an artery. It's terrific stuff, isn't it? You tell them, kid. Haley Mills and Dean Jones star in That Darn Cat. Hey there, D-Heads. Paige here with an all-new Magical Music Review. With the Oscars coming up this week, I've been thinking about Best Original Song. This year, How Far I'll Go from Moana is nominated. We aren't looking at that soundtrack, but it does have me thinking of the composer for the soundtrack. Mark Mancine is not new to Disney. In fact, he did two soundtracks with Phil Collins. And in 2003, he came together with Mr. Collins to create the soundtrack for Walt Disney Animation's 44th feature, Brother Bear. In the same manner as the collaborator's first soundtrack for Disney, Tarzan, the pair wrote songs for the film which were primarily sung by Collins and composed the score. The film has become one of, in my opinion, the underrated Disney movies from the beginning of the 2000s, and its soundtrack is no different. I have three songs queued up and ready to go, so let's waste no time. Follow me to the great outdoors as we are on our way to take a look at Walt Disney's Brother Bear. Arguably one of the most remembered scenes from the film is when Kenai becomes a bear. Transformation is sung by the Bulgarian Women's Choir. The track begins from when Kenai first sees the lights from the Great Spirits coming down to the mountaintop and goes all the way to the end when the lights disappear. The whole track has an air of sadness in the underlying score. As Kenai is being taught a lesson, this mood fits the scenes that have led up to this event with the deaths of Sitka and Koda's mother. Starting very soft and dynamic, the instrumentation and beginning lyrics give a sense of mystery and wonder. As the spirits erupt and surround Kenai, the intensity and dynamics increase drastically to go along with the severity of what is taking place.
easily the most remembered song from the film, On My Way was prominently featured in the previews and TV promotions. Sung by Phil Collins, it plays over a montage of clips showing the beginning of Kenai and Koda's adventure. Very light in the instrumentation, the mood is much brighter and uplifting than our previous song. All about going off to new places and making new friends, the light-hearted lyrics illustrate Kenai and Koda's travels on screen. The song changes keys in the middle, leading into a big instrumental break, first featuring a whistler, and then a bit of a drum feature as percussion comes forward in the instrumentation.
Our final song for this week comes from the very beginning of the film and was reprised in the final scene. Great Spirits was sung for the film by Tina Turner. Starting off the bat with a crescendo in the instrumentation, drums, guitar, violins, and low brass are immediately present with a piano joining in later. Miss Turner is joined by background vocals to give the lyrics a full sound. A powerful song, the lyrics are a prayer to the great spirits that look over Sitka, Denahi, and Kenai's tribe. Following the two verses, there is a brief instrumental break. Leading into the final chorus, the drums build into the final push to close the song with a strong crescendo in the vocals and instrumentation with one last reprise of the chorus. magical music review and for coming back to Disney On Demand every week. Feel free to connect with the D-Team and myself on the D-Wire on Facebook, or shoot us some emails with any comments, suggestions, or questions. We'd love to connect with you all. Have a wonderful rest of your week, D-Heads, and until next time, see ya! The world is full of magic. 
winter turns to spring. Small things become big. One thing always changes into another. Walt Disney Pictures presents an all-new motion picture event. Are we there yet? Don't make me turn this formation around. You have no idea where they are. You just talked. Just back away, real slow, like. What's going on? What? Ah! How's it going, Bear? I'm not a bear. Well, gee, eh? You're one big beaver. No kidding. I'm a man. I was transformed into a bear. Magically. But crazy. Because then I... Do either of you know where the lights touch the earth? Yeah... No. Uh, no. Hey, I know that place. You do? Yeah, follow me. My name's Coda. Say it with me. Coda. Tell everybody I'm on my way. I don't want to brag or nothing, but I'm a raging ball of brown fur. Oh, really? This November. Keep all that cuddly bear stuff to a minimum, okay, kid? The truth is, I got separated from my mom. See through another's eyes. Those monsters are really scary, especially with those sticks. Feel through another's heart. Coda, don't be afraid. And discover the meaning of brotherhood. I always wanted a brother. Coda! Peter, look out! Walt Disney Pictures presents Brother Bear. Beauty, eh? Beauty. If you're only going to see one movie this year... Wait. If they're only seeing one movie a year, it's pretty much too late for this group. What? Because there's one starting in two minutes, eh? Oh, no, it's not too late. Hey, you people who are only going to see one movie a year, get out now. Go, eh? Then I see some of them leaving anyway. Oh, good. Maybe they should just go into the bathroom. Hi, this is Dave Thomas. You're listening to Disney On Demand. Now on Biz Radio, it's Brandy, giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered, giving you the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on thisradio.com. Hey, D-Heads. Have you been in a situation where you're using your mobile devices and you're minding your own business, relaxing, maybe watching a video on YouTube or video on through your library that you have streaming, or maybe you're doing a quick email or text to one of your friends or a colleague, and then halfway through your day, you notice you look down and you're like, your battery power is like halfway down to maybe 10%. It's like, whoa, what happened? Well, I, I'm just doing basic stuff. A lot of people think it's the Facebook app, but that's another story. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Now you get your power pack and then you put your charge cord and then you connect it to your PC or wall or even that little charging power sticks that some people buy. Okay, which is great. But if you're on a road and you're quickly trying to find a power charge and maybe you forgot to have a cigarette lighter charger device and you're like, oh great, I have to buy that too, and you're 100,000 miles away from the nearest grocery store or electronic store, and then boom, your phone's dead. Yeah. Or, unlike other people, you can buy those little pad electronic devices where you can wirelessly charge it to a with a USB device and then you're great. Now you could go to one extreme and use solar panel and use that as a charger device which you can find that on some tech blogs. But my whole case is 
With all this struggling and finding power cords, wouldn't it be awesome to have a, an area where you can just enter the zone and just charge your device wirelessly so your battery power can go right back to 100%? Wouldn't that be great? Well, it looks like it might be coming really soon to maybe a theme park or maybe a Disney park near us. Disney is in the process of creating this wireless power source that will be able to power a mobile device as soon as you enter a room. They call this Quasiastic Cavity Resonance for ambiguous wireless power transfer. Yes, you could imagine I took several takes <laughs> on saying this word correctly. Now imagine that saying that five times fast. You know what? I'm gonna have a challenge. I'm gonna do that right now. Quasiastic cavity resonance for ambiguous wireless power transfer. 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 Phew. Okay. Okay, I had a little fun there. Tone it down just a bit. Like I was saying earlier, using this type of, you know, the hassle of bringing cords and tangles with your stuff in your purse or your pocket, and then you're trying to have a hands-free power section where you can par charge your power device without using the cords. With a properly designed room containing this purpose-built structures made of aluminum, along with copper piping in the center of a room circled by capacitors, about 1,900 watts of free-flowing power that can be dismantled into the air without risk of harming people, as long if you keep a distance of 46 centimeters away from the center pole. All that jumbo of technology stuff I just said, it's in other words of having a center pole where it has a strong source of power shooting through the air in this little room or maybe a space where you can just roam freely, just, you know, sit on a chair and then be browsing on the web or looking, checking on your email while your phone or power smart tablet device is charging wirelessly. Now, these type of restrictions are temporarily, and as the future technology may simply require a conductive paint or modular panels, as the re research suggests, while their system is not far from commercial ready, it's not even hard to believe that Disney could eventually equip their theme parks with wireless power zones to allow guests to charge their electronic devices by simply entering this space. Now, imagine maybe an attraction that's heavily crowded, you know, let's say, example, like Soren, you're playing, you're playing the Soren challenge and then your phone's halfway dying because of the battery, while maybe the guests that don't have to worry about you know, drain their batteries by killing time by with their devices while waiting in line. Maybe likewise, some people are saying this is, could be interesting that they could bring one of the free roaming audio animatronic figures and be able to run throughout the park in a day via wireless power sources. That's cool in the way of like, wow, you don't have to worry about maybe Ducky the dinosaur going crazy and, you know, go crazy at the people by attacking them. Okay, that's one extreme, but that's talking about universal, but it's not an auto, okay. Anyways, you get the picture. It kind of reminds me of a scene from The Simpsons where they visit a special theme park of some sort and this robotic animatronic characters come to life, interact with guests, and they encountered a very odd situation regarding to them. 
Yeah, I'm gonna throw it out there for a moment so you can kind of check it out. Yeah, that's what came to my mind, but you know, I don't think it can get there, but who knows, you know, right? Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney Multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. While the city sleeps, every night he creeps, just surveying his domain. He roams around like he owns the town. He's the king, he makes that plain. He knows every trick, doesn't miss a lick when it comes to keeping fat. Some city slicker, no one is quicker than a bad Don Cat. Every nook and cranny and garbage can he inspects so thoroughly. When he's on his rounds, nothing's out of bounds to his curiosity. He can't smile and purr at a pretty hurt till she don't know where she's at. Nose like a Geiger, oh, what a tagger is, a bat dawn He's a sly old codger, an artful dodger, a scrounger unsurpassed. A ball of fire, a nine-live wire who just can't be outclassed. Yeah, this midnight rover, he lives in clover. It's an art he's got down the pat. I never was a greater smooth operator than a bat darn cat. Now our cat's been paid every accolade And he's earned all his acclaim In a blaze of glory He ends our story in the feline hall of fame But the way life goes in a year who knows From the family he begat You may wind up with one of Maybe the son of A bat darn cat a bat darn cat So now you've heard the tale I tell That's T-A-L-E, not T-A-I-L I'm talking about the tale of that darn cat Hey D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand Wow, it's dark in Wow, and now it's too bright. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. Kari, Kari McKean. It's like Carrie only with a K instead of a C and an A instead of an E and only one R and an I instead of an I. It's Disney On Demand. Well, it started out like any normal sitting gig. You know, with the reassuring of the parent and all. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. I just wish I could forget the whole thing. You will, kid. You will. All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun, great memories here shared with none other than Tom Lowell. Thank you, Tom, once again for stopping in, chatting with us, and sharing these great memories from Walt Disney, working on these sets, and passing on these great 
family films that I pass on to my children as well. So thank you, Tom, for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-Team, those of you not playing hooky here this week, as we have Paige, Dominic, and Randy. Thank you for stopping in with your signature segments. Without the D-Team, remember, there would be no show. So definitely connect up with the D-Team because they don't bite. They are looking to interact with you, so you can find them right there on our official website. Just go to the D-Team page, drop them an email, and start chatting away with all of the team here at the show. And most of all, I want to thank you, the D-Heads. Without you, there would be no show at all. For the last seven years, you have helped Diz Radio thrive. So thank you, the D-Heads, for spreading the word, having the magic, and continuing to listen every single week with your lifetime of Disney and honoring us to give you that magic. So thank you, the D-Heads. Now, next week, we have a great guest stopping in here, and I'm going to give you a hint as to who's going to be stopping in, and trust me, you're going to get it instantly as soon as I give you this hint. But before I do that, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media networks on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little show. And remember, if you just can't wait, you need the magic as soon as it gets released. You need it for your earbuds, in your headphones, to get through the day at work, maybe that commute, that drive. You want to listen to it as a family. It's super easy. Just go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe right there. Just search Disney Blue, Diz Radio, or Disney On Demand and subscribe right there and get the magic as soon as it gets released every single week for your tablet, your iPhone, your Android, right there to enjoy. And remember, if I talked way too fast, blurted all this stuff out, you can find all these links and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. So all of you D-Heads, next week we're jumping into show number 167. We are inching our way. We are into March. So we are ready to get ready for leprechauns and fun and magic. And with us here next week is somebody that's going to take us way back to our childhood. Think 70s and 80s. I guess our childhoods if you're in my age bracket. Maybe you always had that best friend, that buddy, that person that was there with that that nanny, that person that took care of your family. Kind of like Charles in charge. He was also part of a really huge family. Think somebody with overwhelming amount of kids, maybe eight of them. I'm going to leave it at that, all of you D-heads. So with that said, I am going to go out, celebrate my other son's birthday weekend, as now he is turning the big nine here this weekend, as I already mentioned. So I'm going to get off to that party, get off to that fun. So like I always say, slow down, take time, and never neglect family for business. That is the most important thing that I can give you every single week here at the show. So go out, make the magic, make the memories, and until next week, have a fantastic weekend. In the gnome-mobile, the gnome-mobile, we're rolling along in the gnome-mobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the gnome-mobile. In years to come, I can guarantee a dozen grandchildren at your knee. And every one of them proud to claim Maruti is me middle in the gnome-mobile, the gnome-mobile, we're rolling along in the gnome-mobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the gnome-mobile. In the gnome-mobile, the gnome-mobile, we're rolling along in the gnome-mobile. Oh, what a wonderful way to feel, rolling along in the gnome-mobile.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.